Stand Up for the Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up for the Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Hello, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, we have a very important topic today. Gosh, we need to pray because we're going to get into some heavy stuff. Um, everything from the entertainment industry and the demonic activity that's being pushed on youth to deception in the church to pharmakia to Aaron Rodgers and role models. And there's so much to discuss um, with my brother from Good Fright ministry. So let's just open in prayer. Father, thank you for giving us this day that you have made. We recognize your faithfulness. We praise you, Lord, for your truth. We thank you that you, God, are the source of all truth. And we thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit to empower us. And Lord, we ask for wisdom today and discernment as we go into these uh, heavy issues and these topics. May we be truthful. May we be bold. May, may we be accurate, but sensitive to the Spirit leading this conversation. We love you. We praise you, God, the one true living God. We thank you for saving us. In Jesus' name, amen. Jumping right in today, friends. Chad Davidson was on with us a couple months ago um, where he shared his ministry and talked about what Good Fight Ministries does and his project, 511 News. Um, so you can go there to our previous podcast and get info and background on Chad. But he's an elder at Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California, and he works with Pastor Joe Schimmel, whom we've, we've had on this podcast many times. Um, uh, they also, uh, Pastor Joe did, they sold their souls for rock and roll. That's one of the catalysts that brought my wife to the Lord, by the way. And uh, Chad is also the director of social media at Good Fight Ministries, and he hosts the Good Fight Radio show, available on all podcast platforms and YouTube. Chad, brother, welcome back to Stand Up For The Truth. Hey there, brother. Thank you so much, David, for having me on. Well, we appreciate you getting up early with us out there in California. And before we get into the deep stuff, and friends, I'm just preparing you. Um, it's going to be a heavy conversation today. We're talking about a lot of serious issues and influences that have crept into the church. But before we do that, Chad, I just want to get a little bit uh, about your recent trip. You went to Costa Rica, and then you've got another trip coming up. I think you said Pennsylvania. So tell us a little bit about what you've been doing, what you did down in Costa Rica. Yeah, one of the exciting things, and you mentioned they sold their souls for rock and roll, uh, obviously with Rosanna and and um, the influence it had on, on her salvation as well. But I, I came to the Lord through it as well, and I know I shared my testimony, so I won't go long into that. Last time he had me on, but nonetheless, I came to the Lord after watching They Sold Their Souls to Rock and Roll back in 2009. And after that, I've always just loved sharing the gospel. And one of the things that happened is it's impacted people all over the world, and just the ministry of Good Fight and Blessed Hope Chapel, the church that Pastor Joe pastors, and I'm one of the elders here, uh, the people, even in Costa Rica, that they did a mission trip before I was even saved, I believe it was back in 2007, they did a mission trip, and one of their interpreters was a young man uh, there that wasn't really following. He was very lukewarm, I guess you would say, and that, that's by his own admission. And they were he was interpreting for them, and then when later in life, when the crossroads hit, and uh, his wife actually was cheating on him with his best friend, and 
left him, and uh, it's a crazy story, Hmm. but that ended up turning him into depression, and he started drinking heavily, and obviously was not following the Lord, and he just started looking up Blessed Hope Chapel sermons, and started listening to them, and then he started writing into Good Fight, and I was running all the emails, and answering all the questions, and I was talking to him, not knowing that this was my wife's friend from years ago on a mission trip. And, uh, yeah, long story short, we ended up going out there on a mission trip over a year ago, and uh, he was radically saved, um, you know, a few years prior to that, and was actually interning and sharing at his church and even teaching the high school group. And what happened was, was we did a series on uh, Bethel, and uh, he shared that series with the leadership at the church to warn against some of the stuff that was coming in from Bill Johnson and Chris Vallotton and some of the false teachers over there from Bethel. And they said, you can no longer teach here. And then we uh, went out sharing the gospel. We saw people come to faith. And basically, that was the start of what is now a church plant. We've already built his house where wow. he's going to be holding the church. Cool. And this last trip was just amazing. We saw so many people come to Christ. Um, his soon-to-be mother-in-law has been a staunch Catholic for a number of years, and at the presentation that Pastor Joe gave, she actually gave her life to Christ finally. After years of Catholicism with no relationship with Christ, actually uh, gave her life to Christ there. So it's been it's been a crazy, crazy journey, but nonetheless, we're planning a little church there in um in Aredia in uh in uh, Costa Rica so pretty exciting very very cool now Chad uh what do you have coming up did you say you're going to Pennsylvania oh yes this is our first ever good fight ministries youth retreat where we're throwing the whole thing uh what happened was last year pastor Joe and myself did a men's retreat and um in uh Minnesota oh, I'm sorry not Minnesota Man, look at me, Massachusetts. I've never been in that much cold. That's probably when my brain got fogged. But um, I know you guys are in Green Bay, so you know what cold's like. These Southern California boys don't know much about that stuff. So we were uh, we were out there, and we were just sharing. We actually did a teaching. Uh, each of us, I got three of the churches, and he got seven of the seven churches in Revelation. And we had some of the younger guys were there as well. And when they came back, uh, some of the moms and some of the dads saw the impact it had on them wanting to live holy lives. And one of the moms asked, hey, we would love to have something, a youth retreat, uh, to come out here and share and so forth. And so we had planned it, and now we're doing it. So we fly out Saturday to Camp Eater in Pennsylvania, and we're going to be having our first ever Good Fight Ministries youth retreat, and it's called In All Love and Discernment, obviously coming from Philippians 1.9. So we're really excited about it. Mm, very cool. Um, Chad, we had been talking back and forth via email and text, and um, we're about to jump into a topic today that we really need to ad- address head on. And so, uh, we're going to talk about a lot of different things, but we last time we were talking a little bit about Hollywood and the entertainment industry. I mean, you've got a video, uh, you guys did one over at uh, Good Fight Ministries on, um, just so many different things in Hollywood coming out and the slipping in of the occult and other demonic things in today's modern entertainment. And that entertainment does reach children. A brief word about that before we get into specifics. Yeah, I think this is really important for people to start to understand, and I'm hoping 
that for believers that our antennas start to kind of go off and we start to recognize this because this is something, uh, you know, you mentioned, we've been talking about this for a while. Joe's mm-hmm. been talking about it a lot longer than I have, but <laughs> I, I have four children now. And so I had pay attention to what is going on, especially because, you know, they play football, they do wrestling, they do baseball, their friends are talking and they have stuff that they're into. And the truth is, is I, I think that Harry Potter was really the tip of the iceberg uh, in terms of our modern time, there's plenty of stuff that's been sneaking in for a while. Mm-hmm. But Harry Potter specifically, when you look at the acceptance of witchcraft and the occult yes. into people's lives, obviously things like Sabrina the Teenage Witch and so forth, all of those things are huge. But when I look at Harry Potter and see the acceptance of it, and then you have people literally saying, hey, we can get Christian narratives from Harry Potter. And I look at that and I go, wait a second, do, you, do we even realize that right now, today, in the United States, the, the amount of registered witches in the United States outnumbers the amount of members in the Presbyterian Church of USA. And this is a stark increase. This is incredible. And a lot of that, that doesn't even include all the New Age followers, people who used to be atheists, now they call themselves spirit scientists, hmm. and all of this stuff. It's kind of incredible when you see how the trend has... how. It's really gone, I would say, downhill, but really on an uphill scale. And so many people don't realize that so much permeation when it comes to the modern culture, whether it's manifesting reality or whatever it may be, you know, parsed as, the truth is, is all of this stuff comes directly from witchcraft. And uh, Harry Potter brand, I'll tell you what, that I agree with you 100%. That was a catalyst in opening the door and getting young children involved in these, uh, well, casting spells for fun, right? And just these things that they're actually teaching, even in the public schools, and some schools have a Harry Potter curriculum. I've looked it up. It was on the NEA website. But, Chad, let's jump into the very important topic of um, role models, whether that be you know someone in Hollywood, a movie star, music artist or celebrity, or even a sports figure and celebrity. And today, we want to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Um, we are concerned, and I, before we say anything, brother, um, we want to emphasize, friends listening right now, because you may be offended at some of the comments and some of the truth, even Aaron Rodgers' own statements that he made. You will be uncomfortable with them if you are a Bible-believing Christian. So let's first and foremost say, pray that God would reach him and get a hold of him and bring him to salvation, to the truth of Jesus Christ. Chad, just uh, follow up on that if you'd like. No, I, I I would love to start it that way as well. You know, that's one of our goals that is always, no matter if we're exposing somebody for something wicked they've done or, or said and so forth, the only reason we're doing that is because people are being influenced. Yes. People are being taken away from the one true God, and maybe they're hearing these arguments for the first time, and some of them are arguments directly against the God of the Bible specifically. So we want to take those thoughts and we want to bring them captive to the obedience of Christ. And one of the reasons we talk about these things, why, why I do 511 News, and I know, Dave, same reason you do uh, Stand Up for the Truth, is because we want to expose these very things, bring them captive to the obedience of Christ, because so many people that may have doubts, it may come to a place where Aaron Rodgers has completely deconstructed the faith mm-hmm. that he started as a young child in his family, and we want to say, no, we don't want you to fall into the same pitfalls. We don't want we want you to see the warning signs and stay on the narrow road and not jump into the broad road, which seemingly is what has happened with Aaron Rodgers' life. But we want him 
to come back, and we want him to come to a true faith. Maybe he never really had saving faith in Jesus Christ, and come back to the light of the gospel and, and, and be saved. Well, let's talk a little bit about his background. Um, friends, maybe if you've been keeping up with, with Aaron over the last decade or more, you've heard some concerning things as he fell away from even a, a basic understanding of who God is and uh, even the Bible, mocking God to the point of the enemy using Aaron as a scoffer and a mocker. Uh, part of that was his being connected with Universalist um, Rob Bell around 2009, but we'll get to that. I want to read from an article here. It says, uh, Aaron Rodgers' family dismayed by the quarterback's comments on religion as their feud continues. And uh, the family is very dedicated to their Christian faith. My understanding, maybe they were more conservative or too, quote, fundamental for Aaron, but he had trouble connecting with his religious community growing up, he said. And uh, his comments have been basically slaps in the face to who their family is and are, and uh, now, of course, uh, they don't have much of a relationship at all, but it's very sad. So about his background growing up there in Northern California, Chad, what can you tell us? Yeah, as far as we know, as you mentioned, he's pretty estranged from his family. Uh, his brother has even publicly come out against him. In fact, Aaron even made some videos regarding the fires that took place in Northern California regarding raising money for it. And his brother actually retweeted that and basically said, you're a hypocrite. You won't even call your mom who's up here where the fires happen. Hmm. You're going to do, but you're going to do fundraisers. And so we see, obviously, there's been some estrangement. Mm -hmm. And yes, as far as we know, his family raised him uh, in a more conservative Christian household. And as you said, he rebelled. Uh, he did attend Cal Berkeley, which is, oh uh, you know, a yeah. bastion of liberalism uh, <laughs> when it comes to the colleges. And that's where he... Um, played college football, yep. and then when he got drafted by the the Packers, you know he was stuck behind uh, Brett Favre, you know for more years than most uh, quarterbacks drafted in the first uh, in the first round, and he had a large chip on his shoulder because hey he was drafted after some of these players like Alex Smith and so forth mm -hmm. that you know he felt he was much more talented then, and he was right, and sadly enough. As you mentioned, now some people, there's some conflicting reports because some people say that Aaron Rodgers was introduced to Rob Bell at his fellowship. Uh, he was at more of a mega church there, uh, I believe, out in Greenberry area. And then when Nina Kimes did the profile that she wrote on him back in 2017, she said that he actually met Rob Bell when he came to speak in 2008 uh, in, uh, in Michigan, uh, or at the Packers facility, actually. And then he kind of went alongside of him and started to talk to him. And that's where he, he had this relationship. The two went surfing. He endorsed his book. And I, I just want to say this. It's very interesting when we kind of look down these, uh, these trails because Rob Bell gave him a very different view of what the Bible teaches. And I'm sure we'll have to go in a little bit to who Rob Bell is. Exactly. Throw out his name. Yes. But Rob, <laughs> Rob Bell is a universalist. He wrote the book Love Wins, uh, Velvet Elvis. He is a universalist who teaches that every single person, regardless if they bow the knee to Christ, they will eventually bow and eventually get into heaven. Every single person that ever existed. No matter how you and live. Sharing the gospel, all yeah. of that seems quite futile. Yeah. 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 No, no. Well, no matter how you live, no matter what you believe, no matter if you deny Jesus Christ, Love will win, and he'll eventually grab you and bring you in. So 
it's one of those things. He is a dangerous teacher. He was yeah. warned about. Sadly, he was getting into youth groups for a number of years. His videos, uh, yeah. With his Numa series videos. And, and it's like, wow, this guy, I mean, he is an arch heretic. Absolutely. And sadly, it does seem that Aaron Rodgers, because as you mentioned, he didn't like that, you know, restrictiveness and, and so forth, that it seems as though he gravitated to him when he thought, well, maybe there will be another flavor of Christianity, and I can go for this palpable version of Christianity. And then when we see what happens, and this is before the most recent statements that he's made, when we see that he eventually finally came out and publicly came out against the God of the Bible, Mm -hmm. when he sat down with his then-girlfriend, he's had plenty of them, uh, but the indie driver, Danica Patrick, and he basically said, who on earth could believe in a God that would send his creation to hell? And he didn't just say that would send them, but he said that would want to send his creation to hell. And sadly enough, people fall for this, and they hear that language, and they don't realize the the God of the Bible is is very, very clear, very, very clear concerning this, is that Jesus Christ came to save sinners, and God was not even willing to withhold the death of his own son on a cross so that we could have salvation. And it says that, is that in terms of his coming, 2 Peter 3, 3, 9 specifically says that Jesus is not, hasn't come back, that God has not come back yet, not because he's slow, but that he's patient, yes. not willing that any, including Aaron Rodgers, would perish, but that all would come to repentance. So we know that God's will is for all to come to him. And sadly enough, Aaron seemingly is saying, no, I I don't want anything to do with that God. I'm going to follow the gods of ayahuasca and the mother vine. Could you briefly explain ayahuasca? Because we're going to talk about that in the next segment. Uh, Chad, set that up, please. Yeah, I I mean, it's kind of crazy, and the best way I can set this up uh, for me is doing ministry out in Costa Rica. Interestingly enough, guys like Joe Rogan and so forth are huge pushers of DMT and ayahuasca, this hallucinogenic drug, as they call it, the mother vine, the dragon. And uh, this is a crazy hallucinogenic drug that's been used for years and years and years out in places like Costa Rica. Uh, Celebrities travel there. They use this drug to go on these crazy trips. And when I say trip, I don't mean traveling. I mean trip as in a drug trip Mm -hmm. into the spiritual realm. And when I was in Costa Rica, we actually came upon someone who said, I used to be a Christian, but then I went and did ayahuasca. And then God spoke to me and told me all paths actually lead to God. And it's very interesting because when we see how clearly this drug is demonic, and we understand how Satanists for years has used drugs to open the mind to the demonic realm, we see really where the source of this comes from. Thank you, Chad Davidson, Good Fight Ministries. We got we have to talk more about this, deconstructing faith. We have to talk a little bit more about Rob Bell and who he is. That was a catalyst in the spiritual journey of Aaron Rodgers, and it took him down the wrong path. Uh, we're also going to talk about DMT and uh, Aaron Rodgers' trip to Peru, uh, where he experienced this uh, ayahuasca. I think I said that right. But anyway, more when we come back, including some quotes from Aaron, so it's not just Chad and I talking, plus Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly and what they've been into, very similar 
next on Stand Up For The Truth. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. Chad Davidson is our guest today. Good Fight Ministries, goodfight.org. They've got all kinds of videos and interviews that you're going to want to go check out. The one that we're going to touch on a little later on, wish we could get into this in depth, but today the topic has to be more regionalized because there are so many Green Bay Packers fans and there are a lot of Christians in that camp. But the video we're going to point you to is called Megan Fox Visits Hell with Machine Gun Kelly. And she did. She really literally thought she went to hell. But anyway, um, Aaron Rodgers said, religion can be a crutch. It can be something that people have, have to have to make themselves feel better. Because it's set up binary. It's us and them, saved and unsaved, heaven and hell. It's enlightened and heathen. It's holy and righteous. That makes people feel a lot better about themselves, end quote. Chad Davidson, before we talk a little bit more about Rob Bell and his influence on Aaron, uh, that quote, um, yeah, it's pretty binary. Uh, truth is pretty uh, divisive. Jesus is the truth. It is an exclusive gospel, and yet it, he invites anybody to believe. Um, but yeah, what Aaron was saying, I don't disagree that uh, it's about the saved and the unsaved. We are supposed to see things from that perspective biblically. Either people are going to heaven as an internal destination or they're going to hell. Your thoughts? No, that's exactly right. And, you know, whenever someone says that, you know, we use Jesus as a crutch, I tell them, man, I use Jesus for far more than a crutch. I mean, (laughs) I I, I use Jesus for every single thing. I am being towed along by Jesus. That's it. It, It's Mm. all him. He said, Jesus said, was very clear in John 15, apart from me, you can do nothing. And I actually like the way that Leonard Ravenhill, the old famous preacher used to say it, and he said that there are only two types of people. It's not black and white. It's not rich and poor. There are those dead in sin and those who are dead to sin. And I I believe that to be very, very true. And I think 1 John chapter 3 makes that clear as well, that there are children of God, and those children of God are those who practice righteousness, and those who are children of the devil practice unrighteousness, and they do the works of their father. And so... I think there's nothing wrong with saying there's a separation, but it's very interesting because when I look at the Universalist emergent church leader, Rob Bell, Mm -hmm. and read from his books, and I see he does this exact thing in terms of saying, oh, God separates the saved and the unsaved. The unsaved will be separated from God in hell, according to fundamentalists like myself and you, Dave. And then he says, Quote, no amount of clever marketing will attract people if we teach that God will punish people for all eternity. So obviously, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and his deconstruction of faith, moving along and seeing that Rob Bell was the catalyst, I believe, for this deconstruction. And I'm, I'm telling you, Dave, I've done research on a number of these famous figures, whether it's John Steingard, who actually played at a concert that I threw out here in Southern California, before he had his, uh, you know, apostasy, um, John Steingard or Retton Link or some of these famous figures who would come out and said, I, my faith is deconstructed, every single one of them went from a conservative view on Scripture and what the Bible teaches and moved into progressivism until eventually 
just like John Steingart, who doesn't even believe uh, in the God of the Bible at all, or doesn't believe he thinks that he doesn't he doesn't exist, and and so forth. And now he's getting to weird philosophy and pantheism and and whatever he's thinking. Every time it started with a doubt, the same one, Satan in the garden. It's so abundantly clear. Can you really trust God? Hmm. Can you really yep. trust God? Questioning the character of God immediately and question, questioning whether or not his word is actually true. I want to quote more on what Rob Bell said, and I had to pull up an old article I wrote, and you guys posted at Good Fight Ministries on the uh, emergent church. Uh, this was maybe, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, but Acts chapter 20, verse 30, first of all, says, Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. And if that doesn't describe Rob Bell, um, who, by the way, said this, Repentance is not turning from sin. It's a celebration of life in Christ. Anyone who tells you that you need to repent is not talking about Christianity. And he also said, um, of all the billions of people who've ever lived, will only a secret number make it to a better place and every single other person suffer in torment and punishment forever? If Is this acceptable to God? And he also said, um, when people use the word hell, what do they mean? They mean a place, an event, a situation absent of how God desires things to be. And then he talks about famine, debt, oppression, despair, slaughter. They are hell on earth. Jesus' desire for his followers is that they live in such a way that they bring heaven to earth. So there's really some interesting theological ideas that I call them worldly philosophies that Rob Bell brought into his emergent theology. So I will let you, Chad, share a little bit more about Bell, and then we'll talk about how that actually really uh, was a catalyst in leading Aaron Rodgers astray. Yeah, and I, I'm glad you brought those things out. There's so many buzzwords right there when you're hearing them. And for somebody listening right now, maybe you don't even know what the emergent church is. If you've been a Christian you know, for 10 years or more, you probably heard about the emergent church, and you probably thought it fizzled out a few years ago. In mm. fact, they stopped using the name. Yep. And I believe that the DVD put out by Good Fight Ministries, this emerging church, and that was literally the first year I came on staff here at, at Blessed Hope Chapel and Good Fight Ministries, and that video was a catalyst, without a doubt, to help squash much of the emergent church. But the problem is, is that it didn't stop there with the Rob Bells and Brian McLarens. Mm -hmm. Many of them, by Bible-believing Christians, were marked and avoided because people recognized, wait a second, this isn't true. Rob Bell was absolutely lambasted on an interview with Martin Bashir, and he, he called him out for making a, a different gospel that's a little easier to eat. And, I mean, it was like watching Jello hit the wall. I remember that. When it came to Rob Bell, oh, it was incredible. Yep. I actually thought he, Martin Bashir did a great job. And didn't and he? Did, I was like, wow. Yeah, I was I was actually floored by that, too. Bashir, didn't he work for, like, MSNBC or someone like that or CNN? And he's interviewing Rob Bell and saying, you're just trying to create a religion that seems more more patable, patable to people or palatable to people. I thought, whoa, you're kidding. He called him out. That was great. No, I, I couldn't agree more. I was like, wow, praise God, hopefully people are seeing this. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, is that it really did get stamped out. A lot of people said, okay, we mark and avoided. It's kind of crazy. We've had a ton of people write in and say, hey, I started realizing some of the emergent stuff that was coming into our church, and we left it, and we had to move to another fellowship. 
And he said, I, you know, people were trying to address it with their pastors and so forth. And it's interesting, though, because not long after that, I about about four or five years ago, Brian McLaren, who was another one of these emergent leaders, you had Doug Paget, Shane Claiborne, Brian McLaren, Rob Bell, these emergent church leaders. Yep. What they did is they did exactly what Brian McLaren said. And this is what he said when they were talking about, hey, what happened to the emergent church? Can you give us an update? And he said this, he said, the conversation continues to grow, <laughs> not by creating a new slice of pie, but by seasoning nearly all sectors of the pie. Even when the word emergent is not used, ideas from emergent leaders are being considered and adopted, leading to new experimentation and openness. And I've talked with this with Elisa Childers. I've talked with this with a number of you know, former New Agers and so forth that are now saved, and they've said the same thing. The emergent church has simply turned into progressive Christianity, and really what progressive Christianity is, it's the emergent church repackaged and renamed, and just, yeah, well, we're Christian too. It's the same thing, honestly, I believe, that the Mormons did. The Mormons called the Christians the great whoremongers of the world, and then next thing you know, they're Christians too. They don't want to be called Mormons. And all, all of these, I mean, all of these cults that started, then all of a sudden they're blending. How about the Catholics? They, they go out and they have the Council of Trent, and the Council of Trent anathematizes anyone who believes that you are saved by grace through faith. Mm. And then what do they do in the 1960s, almost 500 years later, right? Then they say, we'll have Vatican II, and we'll just wash this away. And then, you know what, we're all Christians, and you're just being, you're, you're still Christians too, and they're trying to minimize it. And the truth is, they're trying to get into the pie, and these deceptive doctrines are doctrines of demons, and we need to mark and avoid it and say, this stuff is dangerous. And I believe Aaron Rodgers is a perfect, a perfect way to point out the dangers of this progressive Christianity. A wrong view of Scripture leads to a wrong way of living, and this is the literally the path that it follows. What's amazing, uh, Chad Davidson, is Aaron said something very similar to a Rob Bell quote, and that he said, I don't know how you can believe in a God who wants to condemn most of the planet to a fiery hell. You, you mentioned that earlier, that God wants to condemn. That's not the God I know. That's not the God that sacrificed his son. That's not the God that holds up a standard of holiness and, and uh, provides eternal life to those who believe, um, whosoever will. Um, but I want to go to an, another thing here that we need to talk about, and that is, the impact of women in his life. We just talked about his spiritual journey. By the way, friends, if you're in the Green Bay area, come on now. Come on, just stay with us. We're talking about this because he is so popular. I mean, Aaron's a likable guy. He's a great football player. We haven't even talked much at all about football. But whether it's Hollywood, whether it's uh, the movie industry or the entertainment, or whether it's someone that's singing a uh, you know Grammy Award-winning song that's leading people astray, uh, it, we're talking about people that are, quote, role models and are very influential, whether you think they are in the church or not, they are very influential on our youth today. And someone like Aaron Rodgers, who says a lot of healing went on when he went to this uh, retreat in Peru and took this, uh, quote, unquote, drug, and he said that he did that before his two MVP seasons, and he points to that as one of the things that helped him perform so well. And so let's talk about the apparent confusion, Chad, and then we need to get back to uh, Olivia Munn briefly. But I want to read from this other article. The Green Bay Packers quarterback took the hallucinogen 
During two separate retreats in Peru, many ahawaska users say the drug helps with personal insight and growth. The, the drug's psychoactive component, DMT, is illegal in the U.S., but NFL spokesman Brian McCarthy said on Monday that it would not trigger a positive test result on the league's substance abuse policy. And I'm just looking at a couple other headlines here that say CBS, uh, others, Fox News saying Packers Aaron Rodgers did not violate NFL's drug policy by taking Ahawuska or whatever. I, 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 you're gonna have to say that, Chad. But so I really want to emphasize this that I know, I know, help me, uh, bail me out. But, uh, they asked the Packers coach, Matt LaFleur, about this. And he says, I really haven't given it much thought at all. So apparently this is not an issue to the NFL, but tell us about this that we are looking at it as man it's a, if it makes you hallucinate if you ca- if it causes your your body to do weird things it's affecting you isn't it a drug chad please clarify any apparent confusion there and why the NFL would not think it's an issue oh man i there's so much to unpack there uh with this ayahuasca and the fact that <laughs> ayahuasca. this isn't a drug i mean it's just incre- incredible dave i i mean when you think about it, and, and this would be a great great time. I don't know how much time I have here, but just unpacking this a, a little bit. Yep, six minutes. I, I'm going to point, if you tell me what this is. Now, th- this all came when, when Aaron Rodgers went out there with Aubrey Mar- Marcus, actually. He did an interview. This is how this all came out, that he did an interview. And if you guys remember, and, and by the way, I've watched Aaron Rodgers play football for a long time. I am a fan of the Dallas Cowboys, so I'm used to Aaron Rodgers beating the Dallas Cowboys. Don't worry. I have watched it over and over, and this, I'm not saying all this because I'm mad because he always beats the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> okay? This is just true. Okay? And I do pray for Aaron's soul. But yeah, the reality is, is when we look at, he, he had already, and, and I listened to the entire interview he did with Aubrey Marcus, who has gone on Joe Rogan's show. He has over 300,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel. People are following him, and these guys believe some very weird and dangerous things, to be honest with you. And he was already really into Aubrey Marcus when Aubrey was coming on to his girlfriend at the time, as you mentioned, all his relationships, Olivia Munn, uh, Danica Patrick, Shailen Woodley, and then most recently now he's going out with a girl who calls herself Blue or Blue of the Earth. She doesn't like to be called Blue of the Earth, but her name is Blue, and she is a witch. But anyways, that's his new relationship. But when you look at it and you hear the experiences of those who go and take this drug, mm-hmm. first of all, one of the things that, they, that you do, and as you, you mentioned, we talked about this on our show regarding Megan, Fo- Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, because when she started her relationship, Megan Fox with Machine Gun Kelly, and sadly enough, we're talking once again with two people who grew up in the church as well as Aaron Rodgers who grew up in the church. Now, I think um, uh, Megan Fox's, the church that she grew up in, was very uh, Pentecostal, and uh, she's a little out there in terms of what she even believed. I mean, while she was hating on Christians, saying she wants the Transformers to come and kill them all, she was also saying she prayed in tongues all the time. And so, just, just anyways, just weird stuff. But nonetheless, when she started her relationship, and I'm talking about ayahuasca specifically here, when she started her relationship with Machine Gun Kelly, one of the things that they did was go out to Costa Rica. I know Aaron Rodgers did this in Peru. They do this in South America. 
and she describes on Jimmy Kimmel, but uh, Arsenio Hall is hosting, covering for him on the Jimmy Kimmel show, when she described her journey and what she had to do, first of all, it's disgusting. They take a this green drink, and everyone has to sit there and vomit. Yep. You have to vomit enough times until they allow you to take from what they call the mother vine or the dragon. By the way, there's an entire documentary on Ar- Aubrey Marcus's um, channel called The Dragon, and that's one of the names for this drug. And when you listen to her experience, you know why. In her experience, she says specifically that she was dragged to hell for, uh, for eternity. And, and Arsenio Hall is looking back like, what are you talking about? She was dragged to hell for eternity. She said that. And then she came out and she had this love for Machine Gun Kelly. They did this trip together. And he's a famous rapper from Cincinnati. And it's crazy because they went through that. And then just a few months later, in another discussion, she started talking about their sex magic rituals where they actually ingest each other's blood. And she says when they do this, that Machine Gun Kelly, and guys, I know this is this is, might be crazy to hear, but this is these are her words. You can see it on our YouTube channel. We just talked about Aaron Rodgers and Ayahuasca. These are her words. She says that sometimes he just goes crazy, and he says, I just want your blood, and drinks her blood, and cuts himself. Drink. She says, he cuts himself and says, drink for me. Take my soul. I mean, this. these are the people influencing influencing children yep. over and over again. These are the stars. Megan Fox. Machine Gun Kelly, sadly enough. Yeah, Megan Fox. Yep. And Machine Gun Kelly, sadly enough, has a tattoo on his back. And we actually played the clip, and it's of somebody praying. And he said, I, th- this is my tattoo. Is basically, I've lived this terrible life, and I'm hoping at the end I can pray and I'll get forgiveness. No joke. That's what he says. It's heartbreaking. <laughs> so... Chad Davidson, we're going to have to continue this conversation, but you guys need to go check out that expose that Chad did called Megan Fox Visits Hell with Machine Gun Kelly. That's linked on our podcast blog today at StandUpForTheTruth.com. When we come back, more on uh, Aaron Rodgers' trip to Peru and what exactly is in that drug. Why does it have similar effects as LSD? And uh, this, and why does the NFL not think it's a drug? We'll talk a little bit more about that. Plus, we need to clarify something, Chad, when you alluded to Aaron Rodgers' rumored girlfriend, Blue, B-L-U. Um, uh, I guess apparently she doesn't identify as a witch, but we need to talk about what a witch is. We're not just making that up. That's next on Stand Up For The Truth. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. Chad Davidson, Good Fight Ministries, Ephesians 5.11 News. We've got to talk about this um, before we talk about DMT. And um, you know what? Right now, I just want to define briefly Ahawaska. It is a hallucinogenic drink that is illegal in the UK and the US, but widely used by tribal societies in the Amazon basin. Um, shamans, shamans consider this a wisdom plant that allows an entry into the spiritual world. And it was recognized as such by their, the government of Peru 2008, but it can cause hallucinations that are similar to the effects of LSD or magic mushrooms. Let's stop right there. And Chad, before we continue on uh, Aaron Rodgers using this and saying, hey, it really helped him a lot, helped his NFL career. Um, 
the, his new girlfriend, a, a rumored new girlfriend, blew of the earth. Um, you said that uh, you alluded to the fact that she was a witch earlier. Now, and I told you off air during the break that some might think that you're thinking that she is a an unattractive female. But no, let's talk about what you mean when you say your concerns about her ha- being a witch. Yeah, when I say that she's a witch, I mean she practices magic. And in fact, you could go and see her um, her Instagram page. You could see her talking specifically about a life of absolute magic 101 hmm. in terms of courses that she teaches. She actually teaches people how to perform magic and so forth. And then when we see the picture of Aaron Rodgers, one of the pictures they found with Aubrey Marcus in Peru is actually with Blue of Earth, but... She, she likes to just be called blue, and when she was exposed to, um, I guess, by the media, she was trying to say, I'm not a witch, I'm not a this, but you know what? If it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's probably not a hamster. So yeah. it, it's one of those things. When it comes to witchcraft in the Bible, what we're talking about in the Old Testament, uh, the Hebrew word specifically when it comes to witchcraft had to do with cutting and the cutting of drugs. And then in the New Testament, the word that a lot of people understand as pharmakeia or pharmacus or pharmacon. A.T. Robinson is probably the greatest American scholar when it comes to Greek, and this is how he describes the word pharmakeia and how it's used in Scripture, and it's, and it's drug-related sorcery, like the ma- practice of magical arts. And when we see in the Scripture over and over again that those who will not inherit the kingdom of God sorcerers and witchcraft, mm. pharmakeia is the word that is used, and it's actually used in Revelation chapter 18 twice to describe the merchants and their pharmakeia. And I believe not only is that a, a reference to drug pushers, but even some of these dirty doctors and some of what Big Pharma has done as well in terms of getting people absolutely addicted to antidepressants and, and so forth and not actually doing anything other than just leaving people high as a kite. And I, sadly enough, I live not in a fluent area, really, myself, but right next to us, there's a very affluent area. And when you look at the CVS and the drugstores and the Walgreens and so forth, you can see the line out the door with the nannies of all the rich houses picking up all these drugs from people. But this this drug pushing and and so forth, and I'm not anti-medicine, but I'm anti-people being so addicted to these drugs that they aren't even the same person anymore. That's what that's what breaks my heart. And the opening mm. of this, guys, Satanist Lester Crowley was so clear about this. He, he diary of a drug fiend. He talks about opening up his mind over and over again, using drugs over and over again. You mentioned ayahuasca, uh, the DMT. That's the hallucinogenic property. As as you said, it's a, it's a controlled substance. It's very it's a Schedule One controlled substance. It is illegal in the United States. That's why they're traveling to Peru and so forth to do these things. And so to say, oh, it's not a drug, it's absolutely ridiculous. And for Blue, his supposed girlfriend right now, to say she's not a witch Hmm. would be going against what the biblical data says for witchcraft. She's just as much a witch as the witch of Endor. I mean, really, and that's what they're doing. They're conjuring up spirits. They're opening up their mind to the demonic realm. And I believe when when you read and listen to the experience that Aaron Rodgers had, all of it goes back to the Garden of Eden, exactly what Satan was trying to, to get from, you know, Adam and Eve eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. 
So she refers to, I think, a, a, a being a, a medicine doctor. They, I think she uses the word magic a lot. And here we go. We got a theme here, Chad, going back to Harry Potter and, and magic and casting spells and, and the occult. And we just can't get away from it, it seems. But let's go back to a couple of the things that Aaron said. And friends, again, we are praying for his salvation. He could be such an influential role model for Christ. But he's leading people into worldly things and away from God and into actually what some might consider demonic things. And so uh, he said after this experience, um, he said the journey took him to the mountains and uh, over a magical three-night experience. And he said he had to learn to embrace the divine feminine, which is I find that to be very interesting. But he said a lot of healing went on when he took this uh, drug. And, and he said, quote, this is an interesting thing, Chad, I want you to respond to because it's very important. Most of the work was around myself and figuring out what unconditional love of self looks like of myself. And he, he used the word in other interviews, self-love. And uh, follow yourself, follow your heart, love yourself. And he makes an interesting point that is, that is really, I, I believe, a ripoff from the Bible in that you must, you know, to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as you love yourself. So you go, well, what's wrong with loving yourself? But this is a, a, a kind of different angle. And, Chad, I would love for you to just uh, elaborate a little bit. Your thoughts. Yeah, I, uh, you know what? That is one of the things that is interesting because this is so, so common in all New Agers. Mm. And this is so, so common, in fact, when you just look at what Satan offers to people, and this is the lie, the lie of his self-esteem. Robert Schuller was completely wrong when he called it the New Reformation. I, I think he was yeah, uh, uh, somebody who needed to be marked and avoided as well. And when you think about this with Aaron Rodgers, he said he, learned, he wanted to learn unconditional love and to love himself unconditionally. I mean, he's in tears talking about this experience that he had, and... He actually talks about and and guys, we we play a clip in our in our video we just did regarding Aaron Rodgers going and taking this ayahuasca on our channel, where he talks about when he felt pure love, mm. and he said while he was on this ayahuasca trip using this Schedule One controlled substance, when he was doing this, which he calls the mother of the vine, that he felt a hundred hands coming on his body to impart a blessing. And then he says it was after this that he finally could love himself, and then he could be a better teammate, and that's how he became a two-time MVP, that there's no coincidence that it came after this ayahuasca trip. I would also ask him, that's interesting because it seems like whatever imparted you left when the playoffs came because you lost those games in the playoffs. <laughs> so when did this, this blessing from the mother vine, when did it wear off? And I would be, I'm absolutely frightened for him for what those hands and fingers truly were because I believe without a doubt it was the demonic. Hmm. And these demonic trips that he went on, opening his mind, the Bible says, to be sober and vigilant because your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour mm. over 15 different times in the New Testament. Are we called to be sober? And when you open your mind up, I believe exactly like what Aleister Crowley was saying, that you open yourself up to these demons. These were the trips that 
that that Satanists have used for years to open up themselves to the demonic realm and these witch doctors, all of these things. That's why there is a direct correlation in Scripture to the word pharmakeia and witchcraft, because this drug cutting and all these things, these witches, blew his new girlfriend, Shailene Woodley. She wasn't much different either. She was even a self-professed bisexual. Uh, she, she right here was from my local town. Yep. I coached wrestling for five years at Simi Valley High School where she graduated from. Mm-hmm. She was in the drama classes over there. Of course. And I'm telling you guys, she was a new ager as well. Wow. I mean, it's, it's no joke. And these are the people he's been linked up with over and over again because this is what he wants to pursue because the truth is, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Mm. And instead of falling before the, the loving arms of Jesus Christ, he's fallen into from deconstruction to hating really the one true God in order to now have feelings of fingers grabbing him, anointing him with these love blessings, mm. and teaching him to have self-love instead of a love for the, our Father in heaven. Amen, uh, Chad. And by the way, guys, that w- those were Aaron Rodgers' own words in the interview when he was talking about all these hands uh, on him, touching him, and feeling this pure love. Um, and they were impart they were imparting something. I wouldn't consider it a blessing, but they were probably imparting something. But uh, you mentioned the women he's been associated with. We we don't want to spend too much on that at all. But I will mention that after his relationship with or during his relationship with Olivia Munn, um, at the end of 2014, Rogers allegedly stopped talking to his family completely, even though they'd had a you know rocky relationship up until then. But at 2014. Being with her, that was one of those catalysts, and he was going down a path of, quote, a different type of spirituality that is more meaningful than what his family, and meaning biblical Christianity, from what I understand. So this quote, and then I'll let you uh, share a little bit more, uh, Chad. He said, Aaron Rodgers said, quote, I just fell in love with football a little bit deeper. This is after he took ayahuasca, and he said, um, it has just been, it hasn't all been just the ayahuasca journey. It's been therapy. It's been meditation. And when he says meditation, friends, it's not the Bible. Um, it's not Jesus. Uh, and then it says it's been changing habits and just living each day with a little more joy. And I want to, that's end quote from Aaron Rodgers. And I want to quote Ali Fiducia of the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies. <laughs> and then let you respond, Chad. Um, People should pursue using ayahuasca with great care and do thorough research to find a reputable retreat center. Um, we don't think you should do it at all. Chad, four minutes left in this podcast. Your final warnings about this now that celebrities are taking this and, and saying, hey, this is great. It really helped me. Yeah, I would say the final warning comes from the final book of the closed canon of Scripture, and that is a direct warning over and over again against witchcraft and sorcery and realize the direct correlation and end times. I mean, we're, we're talking about specifically these drug pushers. I'm sorry, guys like Joe Rogan and guys like Mike Tyson who are pushing people to use these drugs are telling people through their podcasts where millions of people are watching are telling people to open up their minds to the demonic realm. 
And that is what is actually going on. Hmm. People think that they're opening themselves up and being more open-minded. The only thing that is open-minded is the very idea that there are the, that we are the temple of God. If you are a believer, the Bible said in Second Corinthians chapter six that you are a temple of God. And guess what? The other those who do not succumb to the Word of God, those who do not come to Jesus Christ, they are sons of disobedience mm-hmm. that are used by the prince of the power of the air, Satan. And in Second Corinthians chapter six, it says they are the temple of idols, or as Paul uses. That word, interchangeably, idols or demons. Hmm. It's not that every single person is possessed by a spirit, but the truth is, as anyone who does not have the Holy Spirit residing in them is open to be used by Satan. And I do believe that using these drugs, especially when we see the correlation in Scripture over and over again, opens them up to the demonic realm. And this is one of those things that is a hallmark of the end times. In fact, when you see Jesus warning about the end times, and even Paul in First Thessalonians, he even talks about drunkenness, right? Those who get drunk and drunk at night, but we are children of the day. We are children of the light. When he warns about the servant and, and that goes out and gets drunk with the drunkards and so forth, guess mm-hmm. what? And then he's going to come at a time when they are not ready. And these are the kinds of things that are taking place, and when I see... So clearly Mm. in Revelation 18 that the merchants and their sorceries, that they are thrown into the lake of fire. They diluted the whole world. There is an end times realization that we have to have when looking at the way that drugs are pushed, whether that is from dirty doctors, I'm not talking about good doctors, or whether that is from people like Aaron Rodgers, and please, Lord, save that man. Yes, in he Jesus needs name. it, especially because it says it'd be better that you would never know the way of righteous than to know the truth and turn from it. In Second Peter chapter two, we need to we need to pray for him. Pray for uh, these guys, Joe Rogan, and all these guys, Mike Tyson, who use their podcast and their platform. Guys, they are evangelizing for hallucinogenics. Yes. They are evangelizing, and I like what Walter Martin said, Dave. And that is, will you do for the truth what the cults do for a lie? But I'm going to ask you, as, as brothers and sisters in Christ, will you do for the truth what these drug pushers are doing to get people to anoint them with some spiritual blessing from the mother vine dragon mm-hmm. and going out and just perpetuating these lies to people and turning them away from the one true and living God. Amen, brother. Chad Davidson, Good Fight Ministries, goodfight.org. Search for him on Facebook. Thank you so much. I'd also encourage you guys to look up 1 John chapter 4, the first four verses about testing the spirits. And Chad, brother, God bless you. Keep the faith. <laughs> God bless you too, brother. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Monday, we've got Jan Markell on the podcast. Olive Tree Views, Understanding the Times Radio. Can't wait to catch up with Jan Well, guys, heavy topic today, but please share the podcast. God bless you, and as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.